Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 304 of Lave Radio, the show that focuses on the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, one of several, Commander Souverine, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode are, we have uh, the lovely Commander Il Senato. Um, hello, hello. Hi, hello. guys. We Glad have... to be here. Excellent, excellent. We have the dashing and inflatable Mac Winston. What up? <laughs> uh, we have the cream-chugging Commander Edelweiss, a.k.a. Ben Moss Woodward. Better cream-chugging than microwaving a mug of water. <laughs> so I get something that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> if you wish, you can join us live. We're hanging out in-game, in open, at the Orange Sidewonder Bar near Planet Lave. If you can't get in game, you can also join the Twitch chat, chan- uh, Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com forward slash live and clicking on live chat and on twitch.tv forward slash. I think we will have a Phoenix Defire joining us shortly. But, um, he's- oh, Phoenix Defire is just having certain movement issues at the moment. <laughs> he is pursuing a movement. <laughs> um, Hello, everyone. I don't know whether or not I'm here yet. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Colin. Welcome uh, back, Colin. Colin, you might as well start us off. How the hell are you, and how's your week been? Well, um, judging by the, my performance so far tonight, um, dot above I in the word shit, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I've been um, on holiday, uh, and then thanks to the lockdown here in Manchester, um, We've had to cancel any plans for taking that holiday further up to Scotland. So, hey presto, I'm back home, enjoying sunny Manchester. And, Staycation. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We had a lovely time up in Whitley Bay with a lot of very, um, very actually very sunny and very nice beaches up there. But then, Did you say Whit- uh, yeah, Whitley. Whitley. Okay. Yeah. 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 Whitley Bay. Yeah, near Newcastle. Mm. And uh, yes, very nice, very sunny. It's a bit chilly, but then what do you expect, really? Yeah, 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 precisely, absolutely. Um, uh, are you um, are you going to be taking in any of Manchester's um, tourist attractions during your staycation? Um, considering I pass most of Manchester's tourist attractions on the way to work and back, no. <laughs> Excellent, um, Ben. How have you been? Awesome, but who's just quickly who's making random noises in the background at the moment? It's Colin. Like somebody's oh, okay, it's still okay. It's Colin Sessler. So I'll give him a pass. Okie dokie. Uh, yeah, so I've, I'm I'm brilliant. Thanks, Soof. I've been I was my first time back home in five months. Oh my um, god, yeah, you haven't seen your family in ages. God, yeah, had, they, so... had they forgotten who you were? Has your, has your <laughs> wife remarried no. a dashing Swedish man? Um. She's been fantasizing over my Australian flatmate a little bit, but yeah, apart from that, we don't worry about these things. Cool. Um, okay, yeah, that's definitely not a cause for concern. Oh, that's fine. I, I fantasize of my fa- Australian flatmate's mother, so it's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, so this situation. <laughs> um, yeah, it's first time seeing my kids for five months, and you know, my daughter, well, my. My daughter didn't let go of, go of me for about the first three hours. 
Um, my son didn't let go of me for about the first ten minutes, then realized, hang on, I'm a big boy, I'm not meant to be like this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, good to see you, you know, fist bumps and things yeah. like that. <laughs> All right, mate, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that was brilliant. Um, then something I, I loved, the cinemas are starting to open up slightly, and, but they haven't got any films to show. You know, no one's, everyone's gone off and said, hey, you know, all those films that we were going to be showing the past couple of months, well, we're not, oh, they've, they've gone out the, well, they're not out the window, we're delaying that. So my local cinema was showing uh, Empire Strikes Back last night. Has that only just come out in Rotherham? It came out here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was like actually down in Birmingham. Ago. That was Birmingham. in Birmingham. <laughs> good. Less of that racial slurring about Birmingham. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, any game time? So game stuff, I've been doing loads of missions and things like that in Elite Dangerous. And I've been building lighthouses in Minecraft. Oh, lovely. Because uh, I'm, I'm playing on the... Oh. Distant Worlds 2 related Minecraft server. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Famously lighthouse rich Distant Worlds 2, I remember. Well, they, they went off and basically built a whole load of nether portals up at <laughs> the roof of the world. Mm. So I be, above my house, I basically had a nether portal and a 6x6 wooden platform and a one block high um, plank, like one block high thing of wood with a ladder attached to it to get up there. <laughs> Nice. Which is oh a bit God, of an eyesore. Nether portal. Yeah. Nether portal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just sort of butting in a bit here. Mm-hmm. A while ago, I was on uh, a friend of mine ran uh, fairly heavily. Mo- we had all lot mods on, and yeah. one of the mods include well, we, we increased the commonality of a lot of the stuff. And one of the mods was this thing called the quarry, which well, it digs. Yeah. And you could make all these automated machines for mining and stuff. Anyway, I decided to build a gold factory. Because, you know, if you drop one of those pig, the zombie pigmen and you kill them, you get a nugget of gold comes out. You do, yes. <laughs> so I went and mined. I went and mined an unimaginable quality of obsidian and made this entire block. Is You know how you, you the nether portal, which is whatever, yeah. however many, the little square thing. I made as dense as you possibly could. Um, so on all four sides, it had another portal and trapdoors underneath in each cell. Mm. So I made this gigantic structure of nether portals. It was about, I know, it was about eight by eight. It was more than eight by eight nether portals per level. And it was like six or seven levels tall. It was huge. And so because there's only a fairly small chance of a zombie pigmen spawning at any one of these things. But when you've got that many of them, of course, the spawn rate goes up, so you get quite a lot. And what happened is the zombie pigmen would fall through when they spawned, which was fairly often because there were so many in the nether portals. They would fall through into this kind of tiered waterfall thing, which would wash them into this central throat, which had a couple of redstone things, which would shove them down a hole where they would fall to their deaths, and a thing at the bottom would collect all the gold that came out. It was brilliant. Yeah, I had it, never had a gold. I made so much gold; it was incredible. We had all the, the thing about gold is it's fucking useless. We, well, there was something we had to. Uh, I needed it for something, I think, because there was one of the other mods used gold as an ingredient for something, so mm. I needed a lot of it. Um, I don't remember what it was, but we, I had like because it. 
I was making these huge railways as well because we had a we had like oil wells. You could drill oil wells, and you could make steel. That you could build a blast furnace and make steel. And we had the the tinker's construct thing where you could make various tools. But yeah, it was it was good fun. <laughs> nice. Moving on. Um, yeah, moving on. Um, what have you been uh, What have you been up to of late when you haven't been panning for gold in Minecraft, Mac? Oh me, uh, yes. Um, Mostly wars. We've been fighting lots of wars in the EIC because uh, we seem to invade several places at once. All of a sudden, we had about four going simultaneously, which was um, it was it was kind Trustful. of getting it was difficult to manage because it caused you know it was too many things all going on at once. And hold on, plus the the latest war. The top three commanders have got well in excess of a thousand kills each. They've really been nailing it. So, uh, yeah, there's been there's been a lot there's been a lot of wars happening. Uh, also, finished the uh, Eastern Promise expedition on my alt. And I'm still selling the exploration data because I'm keeping some of it back for for BGS purposes because it's yeah you know, quite useful. And I've got I've got a lot of it. I haven't. I thought I had about quarter of a billion but i've gone way past quarter of a billion i'm still selling it so um yeah so yeah anyway eastern promise finally because that that expedition all started uh actually with the orion expedition in about january or something like that it it was long i've been out there for a long it feels like an epic voyage wow Uh, so we we got back to yeah we got back to beetlejuice and had our final meetup because we didn't have a meetup for a while but we had a a, like a last official meetup at beetlejuice before heading back to the bubble um and so that, that that was fun we did a we did a mass jump with a fleet carrier um, to our, it was actually from one system over from Beetlejuice. We did a final mass jump um, with the we, the carrier went, and then we went, which was quite good fun. So yeah, that's that expedition over. And I signed up for New York because uh, um, Yannick is doing another one at the end of this year, wh- whose name escapes me right now. If I quickly look it up on EDSM, it's one of the Mercury Seven Explorers Group One's expeditions. Let's have a look here. Uh, loading, uh, uh, Merc- yeah, Mercury's. I think it's Mercury's wings. It's a DSSA expedition to move a fleet carrier out to some godforsaken place in the ass end of the galaxy. Um, and it begins uh, in no- November the twenty second. But it's uh, one of it's a mili- it's a Mercury seven organized expedition so uh, commander yannick is heading that one up and his his expeditions are always good fun we have we have weekly meetups and shenanigans and cqc so if you're interested in doing an expedition i highly recommend it um there's 33 already registered even though it's months away but yeah it goes from Pomachi to three choya something or other which is 64th it's like in the top corner um it's sort of not beagle point but that's sort of, that's a sort of general that's sort a of general area so that should be fun uh, yeah. out of game we had we had an upgrade at work which took all day on sunday and it was nice weather and i was sitting inside i didn't actually have that much to do but other than other than make sure stuff worked um but yeah, it went on it dragged on and on and on so that was my sunday destroyed um why did they get you to do it on a sunday because it was out of out of business hours so we wouldn't 
stop everybody working. So anyway, were you able to do it? Were you able to monitor it from home, or did you have to go? Yeah, to no, it was, it was all done. We we're we we're all done from it was all done from home. So none of us had to go in or do anything like that. Well, that's not so bad, at least. It was all stuff in the data center, so we don't mm-hmm. have physical access to that anyway. So we were just, um, yeah, just about a million and one terminal windows with an SSH session running in them. Uh, so yeah, it was all good fun. But um, yeah, oh uh, yeah, StarCraft. II, I got one of my games cast by Falcon Paladin, who's a StarCraft Two uh, caster. So it's nice. only because I'm it's only because I'm a Patreon of his. But yeah, mm-hmm. he he casted one of my games, which was nice. Um, I mentioned all the mistakes I made because I'm only platinum level, so I'm not I'm not like uh, I'm uh, yes yeah, mid level player at it. But yeah, it was it was good fun seeing my own game and seeing somebody else take a look at it and point out all the cock-ups I made, which were <laughs> which were incredibly mad. In fact, it was a game I really won kind of by luck because uh, somehow I managed to scare my opponent into thinking I had a much bigger army than I actually did. Mm. Um, so he didn't... Because there was uh, two or three times if he'd just gone in and attacked, you'd have won straight up, but he backed out because my army looked bigger than it actually was. So <laughs> um, that was... That was um, that was that was quite good, but then eventually I got the upper hand in it. But yeah, it was it was it was good to have the commentary on it um, and and see where I screwed up because yeah, mid rank you always you make a ton of mistakes. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good position to be learning yeah, from, I imagine. Yeah, but it's always fun. I mean, I love watching the pro games. You don't learn as a player. You don't really learn much from them because they're all so perfectly executed. And I feel with anything, you tend to learn better from making a mistake and remembering, oh, I did that wrong, than something you did right. You won't remember yeah. as much as something you did wrong. So, yeah, it was it was, it was, was quite a nice little exercise to see that. But anyway, um, hmm. hopefully I'll get another another cast-worthy game in the next yeah. month. Because I, I don't want to, I mean, you said he's, with a certain number of patrons, he'll cast no questions asked, but I don't want to send him, like, a crap boring game where... Because the, the, the thing is, what usually happens in the mid-ranks is... Both sides sit there, a massive, massive army, and then just have one huge battle, and it's all over. But this one was like reasonably back and forth, so there was stuff happening all the time. It wasn't the caster having to sit there, da 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 da. Now he's making this, now he's making this, but they're both just sitting there, extremely passively doing absolutely sod all, <laughs> um, until somebody dares to move. And then there's one huge battle, and it's all over. But yeah, no, this one was this one was reasonably back and forth. Uh, so it was. Uh, you made for good content. Good, yeah, yeah made, made for good content, and people in the YouTube comments said nice things. So oh, lovely. I've was... always thought that about you, Mac. I've always thought that you're a man who makes... Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> talking about, um, I, talking, talking of content, I managed to miss one of my own deadlines with the Sagi editing, uh, but that was partly that was due to this, back, this, this huge upgrade that took way longer than anybody was expecting, so my editing task ran on, and I'm still trying to finish it. So. Yeah, well, one of, the, one of the beauties of being the boss is that you can break your own deadline <laughs> miss them willy-nilly yes <laughs> but it doesn't look very good <laughs> no, it doesn't. uh il sonato how the hell have you been uh, we haven't heard from you in six months i think <laughs> well, no probably less <laughs> but uh well uh i mean i've been you know at home <laughs> home is pretty much yeah uh, as Me i too. hope yeah as I, yeah, because uh, you know, uh, with all this thing that is going on, it's. Uh, I mean, we are trying to get back to our normal lives, but it's not actually as easy as it 
uh, as it uh, we will hope, you know. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Where in the uh, world uh, are you? Remind us. Oh, uh, we're in, it uh, in Italy. I mean, North Italy, uh, which is the part of uh, Italy which has uh, been hit uh, really uh, oh, bad. Are you, are you, you in know? Lombardy? Yes. Oof. Yes. That, and wait, in Bergamo, which is, oh. which, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's literally the worst uh, place uh, you will you will have been in Italy. In the, I mean, now it's getting, I mean, not better, but let's say less worse than um, it was before. Less uh, worse, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely less worse. Uh, I mean, cases are still a thing. Uh, the virus is totally still a thing. We really... We are really being super, super careful when we're, we go out, uh, when we hang out with other people. We really... But, I mean, I actually like to see how people are actually taking these things uh, really seriously because uh, only uh, by taking this, uh, all of these precautions and being really super careful, that's really the only way uh, we can defeat this plague now uh, until we get an actual an actual vaccine. But really, guys, really social distancing is the only cure now. Really, uh, so yeah, yeah. Really, remember take uh, take distances and uh, uh, really be careful because uh, this uh, plague is a thing. It's real. It exists. Uh, we've seen uh, it with our own eyes, and uh, it's dangerous. It just yeah, be careful. Anyway, speaking uh, about uh, actually more you know happy stuff. <laughs> mm, yeah. uh, well, happy and not happy because <laughs> actually very very recently I've been involved in, in a drama uh, in an inter massive internet drama, but that left me with a. Uh, uh, Discord uh, server of like uh, 1500 people were actually, yeah, yeah, they're following um, a project that I am actually going to start soon. I'm uh, not talking anything about this, of course. Uh, no, <laughs> just mm. no, but uh, uh, I have some hopes, I have uh, some goals that I would like to achieve. So I I'm going to put some effort into into this, I guess. I hope so. At least it's about it's it's. I can tell you, it's uh, only about video games, of course. <laughs> is it uh, is it elite related? No, no, no. I, I mean, it's sci-fi related, but totally has nothing to do with spaceships uh, and that kind of stuff. No, no, totally not. Uh, it's sci-fi. It's about you know combat and. Stuff like that, but not in space, uh, not spaceships. Sci-fi, so, but not in space and yeah. not spaceships. Interesting. Interesting. Well, but, you know, you might be, you may have, uh, you know, ground combats uh, set into a, a sci-fi environment. Mm, say, yeah, yeah, something. cyberpunk yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, uh, speaking instead of actually. Uh, 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 stuff which is related to Elite Dangerous, so I'm kind of happy because uh, uh, um, in our uh, uh, Discord, I mean uh, in the Elite Dangerous Italia Discord, we got uh, um, uh, two community managers from the 
uh, official Elite Dangerous uh, team, which uh, were Team Smith and, uh, uh, you know, Steven. <laughs> Steven, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah yes, Steven. Steven. Steven Benedetti, yeah. Uh, we're really happy to have them uh, in our Discord. And they're actually even following us. They're posting their updates, we, uh, which are, uh, of course, being translated by us. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it is brilliant, and it is always, and it's also brilliant to see that uh, this community is actually going super great. Uh, well, I'm, I can say, I, I can totally say, um, I'm really proud of the community we've built. Uh, the Italian community is really, really uh, always surprising me, very in a very, very positive way. It's really, it's really great. And uh, I'm really, I'm really happy. I'm really happy of that. So, excellent. So, what I've, what, uh, what have I been doing in the game? You know, you know. I tell you, I would expect this career update will like leave me without money at all. But uh, I actually managed <laughs> to get even richer. I mean, I'm not sure how. I mean, uh, oh, oh no! Please don't make me tell, uh, talk about mining, please. Oh, please, oh. no! Please, please yeah, don't yeah, talk about no, mining. mining. We, we've also we've we've also yeah. just managed to wean ourselves off the um, off talking about fleet carriers every single show. Uh, so, yeah. so, we, we, so we we can we can we can skip past that. But but safe to say that yeah. you are uh, you are finding carrier ownership a lucrative experience. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'm reading right now the old time profit uh, uh, value of the you know of the carrier status, and uh, it's saying that I've earned something like uh, six hundred thirty millions by just literally leaving. The carrier right there. Wow! Uh, and yeah, yeah, literally, I've earned something like uh, three hundred million credits in the two weeks by just selling stuff from my carrier. Wow! <laughs> I mean, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. What, you, you, you mean buying things off players and then selling them elsewhere no, no, for more I, money? Uh, well, no, I actually don't buy things. I well, except for tritium, of course. You, you know, you don't really mine tritium. You you buy it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, mining uh, tritium is probably not the best, uh, not the best way to get it. Uh, but um, uh, you know, meta alloys, uh, <laughs> you don't really buy them. So I, yeah, mo yeah, yeah. I actually mostly sell uh, meta alloys. Uh, that's uh, the main way I, I'm I'm making money now. I mean, the, the, the my balance is is, is always. Uh, growing and growing uh, on and on. So, <laughs> so you, you find meta alloys, bring them back to the carrier, and sell them from there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. I let uh, I let everyone else just uh, land on my carrier and, and buy and buy them. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's really it's really great because uh, players are always able to to find uh, my carrier anywhere. From hmm. uh, from uh, online utilities uh, such as uh, Inara, of course, that's yeah. definitely how you are going to find uh, these carriers that sell everything you need, which is which is really great. And um, what's, it, what's your carrier called? Uh, <laughs> 
meta alloys are us. There's <laughs> not much cheap meta alloys here or something like that. <laughs> yeah. it wrong. No, it's, uh, swag here. It's, it's an USS dedicated to uh, President of the United States. Oh, good. Ah, the one <laughs> yeah. that's in live right now. The well, USS yeah. Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, the, the orange guy. <laughs> the orange guy. The orange yeah. guy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. But uh, sometimes I I just change the name of my ships uh, randomly, completely randomly, without any any apparent reason. I just uh, have this idea to change the name, and and that's it. That's also uh, much uh, like your fleet carrier's namesake. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I do that. I mean, actually, I don't do that very often uh, on my fleet carrier. I just changed the name twice. I won't say that the first name I've chose uh, from uh, for the car. Actually, yes, uh, the first name was uh, um, Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> I, I, no, it was no. Wait, it was no. Wait, 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 wait. wait. It was actually Epstein didn't kill himself. Without the F, because because the F was uh, the letter the carrier ID will start with. So you will read something like Oh, Epstein I see. Yeah, team. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because the F, <laughs> yeah. So the name would complete itself. But then, uh, for some reason, they changed all the IDs. So the ID uh, doesn't start with an F anymore. Now uh, the ID starts with a Q. I have... Oh, dear. No, Not very many words I, end in Q. Yeah, I have no idea why that changed, but I guess that was a technical issue for Frontier. I mean, that's fair. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I renamed it to... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, something that has to do with another uh, uh, BBK. Yeah, another no, uh, no, 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 no. Wait, no, no, no. Another um, space game, but I'm not sure uh, everyone will call it game. Probably the uh, space tech yeah. demo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't talk about. We don't talk about that. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I moved to Donald G. Trump because because less uh, controversial. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the point. You know, yeah, exactly. I've always uh, uh, been proud of uh, one of quality of uh, my person, such as uh, uh, I'm. I mean, I tell you, I am really, really good at pissing people off. I, I'm good at that. I swear. Yeah, yeah. I swear. You can ask my. Yeah, you, you, you can. No, no, no. Not by just naming things. I'm just good at uh, pissing people. You're just off. annoying. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, I'm annoying. That's that's. Yeah, uh, Steve, can we just shut this guy up now, please? <laughs> you can ask. You can ask my ex-girlfriend for confirmation. Uh, uh, totally I wouldn't know which to choose. <laughs> she will totally confirm it. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, let, let, let's move on because. Uh, yeah. It's too annoying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been, what have I been doing? I've been, um, uh, the, the search for, um, for Shea Souverine 2.0, uh, continues. We've now moved on from the idea of owning a wine bar and it now looks like we're going to buy a condemned wreck and do it up. Um, which, uh, which seems like a lucrative way to spend 18 months. Um, in game I've been, what have I been doing? Um, just pootling about in my crate mark two. um, 
smelling the roses and enjoying life, really. Doing, uh, I, I said to myself, I'm going to start saving up for a fleet. Bloody hell, awesome. Um, and, uh, and so far, I have managed to make about, uh, so I'm another step on the way to 5 billion. My current balance is something like 275 million. So, um, so it is taking a while. It's taking a while. Um, but anyway, what have we got development news-wise? Actually, uh, first question, oh. do we have an exciting sting that we can play? Oh, do do we have a wild Colin? Oh, <laughs> oh good grief! <laughs> yes, there is a wild Colin. Whether or not uh, you can actually hear me without roboting, I got no idea. You sound much better now. Much much. You better. sound lovely, Colin. Good. Um, it's uh, uh, it's it's just one of these blooming Discord weird bugs that I've got for some reason. My laptop just froze up, and you couldn't click anything on the left hand side of the screen. Until you, you discovered that you clicked the Windows icon and then all of a sudden everything started working again. What a weird thing. Weird. Yeah. Very weird. Um, well, uh, I, I guess, uh, well, Suv, I... I Who's hosting? What are we doing? <laughs> I, I thought are, are you we, would be... Are we losing Colin again? No, no, I mean, just carry on, Suv. You were doing a fine job. I, I was doing okay. Uh, I mean, really, what I was doing was um, was. I, I will be giving you notes at the end. <laughs> <laughs> are we starting? We, we, we've we've discussed having a sting renaissance to, uh, today. Are we? Shall we do that now? Can we? Can we find? Uh, you just want to hear mode? Brian bless I do, it, don't I do, you? I really bloody do. Dude, I thought I heard one, and and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I never heard it again. And I and I, and I thought it was a figment of my imagination. And then it turns out that we do actually have stings from Brian Bressett. Uh, which, for some reason, we can don't... We, can we have a Br Brian Blessed medley, Norman? I think you've gone and put Norman into a panic because he doesn't know where they are. <laughs> that was a new one. <laughs> we, we, can, we can start our... Uh, we can kick off yeah. uh, Brian Blessed Renaissance next week. No, 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 no. Uh, no, no uh, keep know. talking. Keep talking yeah, I and I will find... Oh, okay. If you're not saying, I can't talk over oh. Brian Blessed. No, I think Sorry. someone was doing a good impression okay. just then. I discovered, I discovered something. I think something interesting in a conflict zone. I was watching. I've never watched Life on Mars, mm -hmm. and I was watching Life on Mars episode two. And I swear, you know, if you're in a conflict zone, every so often you hear the voices in the background. And every so often you hear in a man in a broad, a woman in a broad Mancunian accent. Saying we need backup, we need backup. Saying I, know, I just hit Colin's bike on the way to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I know where that's from. That is from episode two of series one of Life on Mars, where no they're being they're being jumped by all these people, and the WPC back in headquarters gets on the base radio and shouts, "We need backup, we need." I was watching this, I thought, "That's hold on a cotton picking moment." That sounds really familiar, and. I was, so I listened out next conflict zone. Of course, as I said, in the East India Company, we've had a lot of battles recently, and I, it, it is. It's that they've nicked. They've nicked that sample from <laughs> iPhone Mars. They can't <laughs> nick the sample. So they might have had the same actress, but I can't see them nicking the sample. Uh, or they've at least done something very much like it. What I'll have to do is actually. Uh, we need record. a comparison. I oh, you to, know, you know what they do in. The, in the world of advertising, the, what they normally do is they get an impressionist in to do, say, an impression of Peter Kay, as if Peter Kay is, is doing something of their um, 
of their product, but they get out of actually paying him any royalties because they say it's an a homage. So it could be a homage. It could be, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inspired by. Inspired by <laughs> life on Mars. But I'm gonna have to I'm now gonna have to uh record, you know, the Windows record uh game recording thing uh, a trip to conflict zone and mark the time where i hear the we need backup thing and then listen to that particular scene on episode two of life on mars and see if they're the same i mean they might not be it might just be it might just happen to be that um frontier had a you're just saying but it was it was just well i i i actually originally from manchester um but uh, it was it was just the it just it was like i just heard that voice i thought that is definitely the conflict zone, I thought, when I heard it. Because you hear it so often when you're in a conflict zone. And I just heard that in the, the actual TV program. It was like, it sounded just so familiar anyway. so Yeah. Excellent. Well, while you're doing that essential research, I think uh, Ventura is ready to whisk us away to the development news section. Take it away, Norm. Live radio, transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. Live radio. It's even louder than me. Wait a minute. That can't be right. Live radio. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. <laughs> that last one was Paul Darrow. <laughs> very, very. <laughs> I've, uh, I've been playing uh, Total Warhammer 2 a bit in the last few months. Um, our household is arguably quite gendered. Um, the Suvet plays Animal Crossing. Uh, and I play um, Total Warhammer 2. And um, Blind Bre- Blessed um, voices Gottrek of, um, off of Gottrek and Felix. And uh, so, and he's, he has loads of little stings in that game where, you know, every time you click on that character or, or issue him an order, he'll, he'll say something Warhammer themed. Um, and it was very disconcerting just then to hear him picking up Lave Radio. It felt, yeah, extremely weird. Well, they normally come from our wonderful fen- uh, friends over at the uh, HCS voice packs. Um, I must admit, if you are in a conflict zone and you have the Vasco uh, voice pack, there is nothing better than mixing it up with Brian Blessed, giving you full-on encouragement in both ears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got quite a lot of de- uh, development news this evening, haven't we? Um including very close to... I, I know one of these is going to be very close to Max Hart. Mac, do you want to start us off and, and talk us through point number one? Because this is probably going to oh, be the difference between... That, that uh, means I have to actually be looking at the show notes here. <laughs> <laughs> VR for Odyssey is being worked on. It's been confirmed. Oh, joy. Have you that seen this clip? That would be amazing. I haven't actually seen that news. This is the first I've heard of it. And, oh, God. Okay. If they do that, irritably vibrating with excitement over there, Ben. Tell uh, us I am. Um, oh. I, I most mostly am. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if Norman can play that clip, we can get out straight out of. I don't want to say the horse's mouth, but out of the horse's mouth and the horse's ass, I guess. <laughs> is that possible, Norm? So, so which one is which? Is is Bruce the horse's mouth or is Stephen the horse's ass? Stephen's the dog's bollocks. Stephen's hair <laughs> appears to have migrated south for the winter. <laughs> Like it's all it's all moved. It's all on his beard. Uh, I, I I did watch it, but Ben, you were the one who 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 brought it. Well, you you basically you summarised it exactly right. You know, during last week's stream, Stephen uh, Bruce went off and basically confirmed that you know, as 
I've been trying to say to people ever since Frontier were like, well, it's not on, it's not going to be in at launch. It's not going to be there at launch, but it doesn't mean to say they're fucking well dropping it. It'll be there. Just chill. However, I'm sure the show of support for VR had something to do with them deciding to... They, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they thought, well, let's just drop it and see if and see what the lay of the land is. And but obviously, people are extremely enthusiastic for it. So therefore, I we'll feel that's it. a bit. I feel that's a bit tinfoil hatty. But I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if it's necessarily tinfoil hatty. They're probably seeing if they've got the. They probably want to see if they've got the audience. There's no point developing it if there's no point going to the effort if if the audience isn't there. Yeah. But if. But obviously, they've seen. I mean, the thread on the Frontiers forum is God knows how many pages long. It's pages and pages and pages and pages, and yeah, it's it's great news. Good but stuff. it's nice. It's nice. They've. It's nice, and it's nice that we. They. They. I, I said I didn't see the live stream. As my, my it's, uh, said with all the upgrades and stuff we had recently at work, my life's been a bit lacking in in um, Elite Dangerous action recently, but. The that they've because that the, the, they're not being cagey about it. So I mean, they're actually saying it's being worked on rather than because the of of late, it's the the default position has tended to be we won't announce anything until we're really ready to release it. But it, yeah, um, it was it was quite candid. It, it also marked yeah. What, what one thing that really struck me about all of Stephen's communications about about VR was um, the finality of it and the. Um, and tone deaf is the wrong word, but kind of the uh, the sort of um, it was very much we're not doing we're not working on it, um, and it's similar to the communications about about Galnet. You know, they've gone, it's gone. We're we're not we're, we don't have plans to bring it back, um, but you know, things are still great, things are still exciting. And and what was really nice about this little clip on Twitch is that um, it was it was very much we hear you, we 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 of course we haven't abandoned it. We we love VR. We think they're exciting. We are working on it in the background. Um, currently, we don't plan to have it in at launch, but that definitely doesn't mean we've abandoned it. And you can expect to hear more, which is which is brilliant. Which is exactly what we wanted. Was quite. Um, we also had a uh, we also had a new update on fleet carriers. Um, patch number four. Uh, who can tell me about patch? Colin, did you read that? Well, um, patch number four is has was released on Monday after a delay from Wednesday last week, uh, and it was supposed to fix the rarity of tritium and the problems with the low temperature diamonds. Now, um, from what people have uh, said so far, it does seem that this has fixed it to some degree, but not completely. Uh, it does seem that the tritium levels aren't back up to how they were before patch 3. Um, the people are still having uh, a little bit of problems getting enough tritium to launch, you know, to, to fuel their carriers. Um, but it's nowhere near as bad as it was. It, the, the, as you can imagine, um, because the level of tritium hasn't come up to the uh, levels it was before, this has not gone down well in the forums, surprisingly enough. Uh, and um, yes, Frontiers say that they are aware that the tritium levels aren't as high as uh, people were expecting them to be and are looking into it even as we speak. Um, okay, well, it sounds like it sounds like movement is in the right direction. 
Um, is uh, is the return from hotspots and, and the overlapping effect, is that broadly now at a level which players and devs are happy with? Um, well, players. Uh, players will never be happy with that because they want it back to how it was before. But uh, then we've seen a lot of people on the forums and on this radio show complaining that uh, you know it makes the rest of the game far too easy and people are just mining credits and uh, that's that's the end of it. Uh, it does seem that the overlap doesn't. You, there's no point going to an overlap now. You just get just as much from a hotspot. I think that was the intention. The main issue, otherwise, is that well, the demand for low temperature diamonds has dropped a lot. You have to be very lucky to get a system in the in the right mood uh, to buy your low temperature diamonds quite expensively. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have actually noticed that uh, Sagai's home system, Malaysia, is uh, has at one point there were something like fifteen fleet carriers there, and I didn't really know what, what, why that was with being mullered by somebody. Um, but uh, but I checked, and actually, it turns out that Macmillan Ring there was was uh, was one of the highest pay- paying um, stations for something or other for a little while. Um, I do quite like the fact that um, that the it'll be more about supply and demand. Um, it, it does make sense that. If you supply loads of something, the uh, the price drops. And I think that was always intended. I think it was a. I think it's a long-standing, as in five-year-old bug that it didn't do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Because there was there was a, something they fixed to do with if something was in any BGS state other than none, um, demand and supply wouldn't change. But if it's been notable at community goals, for instance, that it sometimes worked because you get like um, the most recent community goal, which is about nine months ago now, um, was the one up in the Lave cluster. Yeah. Uh, for all those relief supplies. And the bubble of places you could get the stuff from got further and further away, and you had to keep flying further and further away to actually um, find a stock of whatever it was you were looking for. So it did work to that extent, um, but I think it was a, I think it was a long-standing bug that just never got noticed that the BGS states weren't. Because it, it always seemed a bit strange to me that you you found a system with a a demand of I don't know sixteen hundred LTDs. So you went and flew a cutter load there, and it was still sixteen hundred LTDs after you got done. Yeah. Um, where you expect it to go down, so I I think that I think they've just made it work as it should, um, as it was intended. But of course, this feels like to all the players who've been. I, I hasten to use. I I I don't like exploiting is probably the wrong word. I don't mean exploiting is in a cheaty way, but exploiting is in using this particular thing. Mm. It, it obviously feels like a huge nerf. You know, just making it work as intended it actually feels like a massive nerf because whenever you take anything away from people, it, 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 you know, they're yeah. never going to like it. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that's probably the deal with that. Um, yeah. The other thing I've noticed a, about um, tritium uh, is that the sale of it in the bubble, because for a while it was difficult to even just buy the stuff. Because I needed some for my carrier because I was getting a bit lower. I only fly it around the bubble, but I was starting to get low on it. And there was no one had a stock of more than about 
40 or so but that seems to have been resolved and there's there's places now where you can actually go and if you're in the bubble you can actually buy a decent amount of tritium yeah 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 Um, that's good excellent okay totally good all right sounds like movement in the right direction um okay well what's been happening in the game this week uh Yes, let's do uh, let's do a quick advert break. Uh, words from our sponsors, and then we'll be back to talk about what's been going on. Hey, buddy, why the long face? Exploring is boring. What? What makes you say so? Because I have to scoop for fuel at every single store, and then the voices I hear in the store tell me to kill the Whoa! Sounds like you've got a case of space madness. No what you really need is really big gas tank. What? With really big gas tank, you'll be sailing the Milky Way in style and comfort. No more hanging out at every stupid store just to refuel. It's as easy as honk and go. Gotta get to Beagle Point for a romantic interlude? Just honk and go. Wanna be the buckiest ball in the galaxy? Just honk and go. And if you fill your really big gas tank with patented Jumbonium 5000, you can honk and go, go, go! Gee, thanks, mister! No, thank you. Really big gas tank. Because why wait when you can honk and go? Jumbonium 5000 has been known to cause extra arm growth, outdoor mayonnaise, tripism, and spontaneous target face. He's only a drug. Hello again. Uh, right, in-game events. What has been happening this week? Um, Colin, can you tell us what the latest is on the AXI's uh, community community goal? We have a column. We don't have a column. We're columnless. Well, um, I actually know this because I've got it on the show notes. Um, so I was kind of lying when I implied that I needed Colin to tell me. Uh, so the AXI's current um, <laughs> the AXI's current community goal of. Um, slaughtering uh, so thargoids uh, on a on a mechanical <laughs> level is um uh, going really well they have uh, so far killed 9368 thargoid interceptors uh, which is mechanized slaughter on a som-esque level um what's their does anybody know what their target is that's what you need colin for right okay cool so we're uh, in the, the absence of colin this is what happens when colin's not here we we just completely go to pot um but yeah they the axi have killed a lot of thargoids so that's good um, uh, they're sponsoring other people to kill Thargoids, really. Yeah, um, and Frontier are encouraging them. It is. I do really like that community community goal. Um, it's. I think it's excellent. <laughs> I really like the fact that Frontier. Yeah. Um, came up with the idea, and I, Frontier uh, didn't come up with the idea. As AXI came up with the idea. I thought they approached the AXI's communications said that Frontier had approached them, saying, "How about we do this?" I missed that section if it was done well i, mean, I thought it was completely out of AXI's course don't i mean d- don't don't quote me but i i watched their i watched the announcement video for their community goal and yeah. it, and it looked very much like frontier had approached them saying hey we fancy doing this um and um and you know with all the usual disclaimers of you know th- this doesn't mean that we'll do it for everybody this doesn't mean we'll, we'll replicate it or whatever i anyway, know frontier I mean, they're getting a decal or something like that out of it yeah 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 so, but i i, I yeah. really i really like it as a as an initiative it's 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 very cool that um that they do something that's so hand in that, that that's so hand in hand with a community group like that um so can you guys hear we can hear we can, you, yes. yes we can beautiful you, you, so it's a bit quiet sorry if you can just give me a little bit of gain i don't know what's going on but uh uh, to oh, answer Vanessa, your question, Vanessa is telling us that you got to kill ten thousand uh, well, thyroid hearts. Wow, it's, it's uh, fewer it's just than what I was. Fewer than yeah. six hundred to go. Then 
Yeah, that's just what I was actually saying. The, the, the goal was 10,000 10, hearts, and uh, they are way ahead of schedule. So if people want to get their decal, they better get it in quick, because once it's locked in, then it's done. Wow. I have never shot a Thargoid in my life. It's well, really fun. It's super, super fun. It's some of, it's some of the best... Thargoid lives matter! <laughs> funnily enough, funnily, funnily enough, you know, being a guy, being a, an actual, you know, CQC guy, uh, I actually been uh, playing uh, lately uh, in, a, you know, uh, around Maya, Asterope, Merope, and that kind of, uh, hmm. and I mean, in this area, uh, I mean, I've been shooting down targets, actually. You know, I got uh, <laughs> yeah. I got myself a nice Python uh, with uh, plasmas. I mean, of course, guardian plasmas and uh, uh, railguns, and I've been like going around shooting down um, uh, cyclops uh, at first. Uh, I mean, I've tried it yesterday actually, uh, <laughs> uh, going against uh, basilisks and medusas. But oh God, those things are really. They, they, they are, are nasty. They are very they are nasty, really. They they chew you so quickly. They chew off your armor so quickly. You can't really do anything. I mean, you gotta really be in a in a wing there unless you want to keep um, uh, jousting and jousting and like you know running away, running away all the time. I mean, you. I mean, soloing uh, even a Medusa probably it's totally possible, but. I don't think uh, I would really enjoy it that much. I mean, Cyclops and even Basilisks in wings uh, are totally enjoyable. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's possible. It's just not as fun as it is uh, uh, when you when you fight them uh, in a in an actual wing. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. It's very much. It's it's very much sort of respond to the telegraphed. Attacks, um, <laughs> yeah. like, dark, dark, like Dark Souls game. Um, so I, I do really, I do really like them, but the, yeah, the big ones are very, very tough indeed. Um, Kaizen, yeah. can you give us an update on turning the wheel? Sure, I absolutely can. Just real quick to clarify a point on the last bit on the AXI. The AXI created their own community goal. They approached Frontier ahead of time and had said, "Like, hey, here's our idea, and it would be really cool if you guys could support it with a decal or whatever." And Frontier, after the initiative actually started, then <laughs> said, yes, here's, we're, we'll, we'll do a decal for you. They are way ahead of schedule. They had sort of, I think now they're kind of taking their, their sort of feet off the gas because they want to now try to, I think they're just storing up the hearts. They want to allow people who are sort of trying to get in on it to not miss out because the, the, uh, the, the, the mission is going for a, you know for the month of August so they're uh, I believe it ends on August the 20th <laughs> well they're they're gonna need to to, they need to put it at a hundred thousand well no they they put it at ten thousand and there were various other it was basically a full carrier it was like twenty five thousand total in items because they had meta alloys and and like this tissue sample and that tissue sample there was tons and tons of stuff they just had overwhelming success i think as a mark of the hunger of players in game for for directed narrative and lore and, and activities so yeah. 
Yeah, um, but I just wanted to kind of hit that real quick because there was some confusion on it. No, no, you're absolutely a... right, and and you've corrected me, and I'm, I'm I'm grateful. I did for some reason I was under the impression that Frontier had approached AXI, but no, that's that's very helpful. Yeah. Um, so for the Dark Wheel, yeah, uh, the Dark Wheel is working from Anyanwu. That's the primary system that we're working right now. We're in several other systems and we're doing things, but the main goal that I would want everyone to know is to work Anyanwu. It's A-N-Y-A-N-W-U. It's only like 40 light years from Jameson's. It's not hard to get to. And this is a call to arms. The, uh, the dark wheel is the, the, well, let's just say the club is is starting to work uh there are some groups we can't exactly tell the numbers but we can definitely tell that there is activity that is being coordinated and worked against the dark wheel at this point so we're basically after having a long period of just being completely unopposed and just you know steamrolling through everything we are now hitting opposition and so we're calling on all commanders who are interested in seeing where this goes to come out to right now An Yan Wu and work the uh, you know work the influence. Um, you can definitely check the frontier forums for the uh, thread on the mission. You can uh, join the Elite Week Discord, and uh, there is a standing orders channel. Uh, however, you know, you choose to get it. Also, if you check in with a lot of your favorite streamers, you know, Burr just put out a video today with an updated mission order. Uh, I know when he does his breakfast club, you know, he streams it every Thursday morning. You've got DH397 streams it all weekend. There's a lot of people that are, are doing this. So basically, however you choose to get your information um, we would love to have people come get on board and, and see where this goes. Can you uh, drop the link to the thread in, in the recording studio <coughs> channel and we'll pop it, we'll pop it in I, the chat? I absolutely can. Um, and just one more thing that I kind of wanted to mention, just because you guys were talking about Frontier News. Last week on the Thursday afternoon stream, they did, or the Thursday evening stream, Frontier did announce that uh, as another piece of their... Uh, you know, Frontier News that they're going back to the two streams a week now. They're going to do the fireside chats that they've been doing Thursday afternoon. They're going to be doing those Monday uh, in the early afternoon. And wow. they're going to be on Thursday. They're going to be doing their featured streams, which would be like Featured Commander, the, uh, what is it, Intergalactic Intern or whatever, Galactic Intern, the race streams, the full throttle. And this is obviously what comes into play at one of these Thursdays, over the next three Thursdays, is when we're going to get our first dev diary back. Hey, excellent! That's uh, that is brilliant news. That's really really good. It sort of it sort of supports the. Um, you can see uh, it does feel quite a lot like the team has gained a bit of direction with Arthur. It definitely feels like they they're a team on a mission. Um, and actually, it's interesting that. One one thing that I keep remembering is that actually until relatively recently there was only one or two uh, community managers, and now there is quite a large, very exciting. Mm. Um, how uh, how far do you in in terms of proportional percentage? How far are you to achieving your overall goals with turning? <laughs> so we've gotten uh, we've made a couple of jumps where we are one jump away from being on the farthest reach of uh, soul influence. But we really want to go two more jumps, 
to get right next to Seoul, and then we will push on to LFT 509. We've already, on the side, started hyper-expanding, um, you know, when we were working our way towards the first goal, starting to head on the second leg towards Lave, and we have HR 4979, which is, I believe, something along the two, maybe two or three more jumps from Lave. Uh, so we're we're working it as a sort of two-pronged approach at this point and trying to maximize our efficiency of time. But uh, that approach may need to get looked at now that we're getting opposition and uh, we might need to either get a lot more people pulling a lot harder so that we can steamroll over whoever this is that's giving us opposition. And for the record, this is not like somebody we moved into their neighborhood and they're fighting us. We've gone out of our way to pick uninhabited systems, you know, systems where we just have non-player factions, not player factions. So someone has specifically, we're, it's, this is not a situation of we're taking over somebody's home and they're fighting back. This is a situation of people have decided that they want to troll us and they're coming to, to play against the dark wheel. And, you know, that's completely fine and fair and whatever. And we're just going to now beat the living hell out of them. <laughs> Such as the immutable law of the internet, isn't it? Um, okay, yep. brilliant. That's, that's, that's really good. So, um, so yeah, if anybody fancies um, peeling back the layers of exciting, do get involved. The ever-needed help, now is the time. Um, and, and, so, and as we on. speak right now, Alessia Verdi is online, just saying. We don't make any comments about that person, though. <laughs> I was just saying, yeah. they're online. <laughs> Uh, what were you going to ask me, Ben? Um, I was going to say, am I right in thinking you guys are now technically within range of Sol as well? Or is it one more jump? <laughs> the, one next more jump away the, from that? the next jump puts us within range of Sol, but it's not, our, it's not our final destination in oh, no, Seoul, got, on the Sol trip. But yeah. You've got loads, you've got, I know you've got loads more things that you're aiming at doing. That's quite mm. quick. I, I was, thought it was going to take you a bit longer to actually start approaching Sol. We've been enjoying frustrating everyone's expectations for this entire project. It's also <laughs> sure. not far, really, from Schnauzer to Sol. Well, considering the fact that we were told by many groups that we were stupid for even trying because it was obvious that we couldn't move, I think it's pretty good a pretty good distance, yeah. Mm. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. And it's also one of those things that, you know, it, 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 seems quite, it seems quite obvious on hindsight that, you know, why hasn't anybody tried this? But nobody tried it for like six years. Everybody's well, just like, oh, bugs, yeah. And we all just assumed it was bugs still. Yeah, okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's quite a long time to just assume that something won't change, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's just one of those situations where whenever you tell a Marine something can't be done, we normally start going, okay, that's cool. <laughs> and then getting a run up to it. Good. Well, the, the 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 issue was originally was that um, the only base you could run missions from in Shinrata Desra was Jameson's Memorial, and the problem with that was that as soon as you became friendly with the Dark Wheel, you became an enemy of the Pilots Federation, so you couldn't mm. dock at the station anymore. Now, obviously, oh, were they scripted to, to? Oh yeah, huh? I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, because Fozzer tried it. First thing for the tried to do. Yeah. yeah, I tried it as well. And okay. and we all laughed at the t at Fozzer when he said that <laughs> he couldn't dock anymore because he wanted to join the Dark Wheel. <laughs> That's awesome. I, That's really. I think cool. I think the problem that that a lot of people have had is that you have this story where it's like, 
you know, Faza did it. And then, you know, a month later, Watherspoon did it. And a month later, you know, Sue did it. And two months before that, you know, Ben did it. That's a situation where, you know, when you're, when you're, consciousness. when you're one man that's trying to go against the tide, it can, it can bury you. Uh, but uh, as they showed in Tiananmen oh. Square, when enough people have had enough and decide that's it, we're getting together and we're going to do this now as a group, we'll just things change. Yeah. But I think the reason why it's not been done for so long is that so many people tried in the early days when there were issues, and it's just become one of these accepted facts in inverted commas that yeah, accepted was you go and do stuff with the dark wheel and you're going to get the shaft. Well, yeah, well, the, the thing was, when Horizons came in, uh, the Dark Wheel got their own bases um, you could yeah. run missions from. Yeah, but you still, now don't get, you still can run... Like, Kai could go off and land at Shinata Desra, and they're not going to tell him to piss off. Whereas, back in the day, if we were up there with, Shinata, if we were up there with the Dark Wheel, uh, the Pilots Federation would tell us where to get to. Whereas, I'm assuming you, you can still land at Shinata Desra, can't you, Kai? Yes, I, I think it's just literally uh, a benefit of me being too stupid to understand that I can't do it. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I like the orcs in 40k. I like that. That's yeah, great. yeah. Throw, throw me in a catapult. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. So uh, let's move on to our main discussion. Uh, take it away, Ben. I could murder a cup of tea, Yorkshire gold, if you have it. Double Yorkshire. <laughs> you don't have it, dead. Lave radio. Broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy. Hello. Um, right. Okay. So we had a letter uh, last, no, the week before last from a Commander Cliff. Um, and uh, and it was really excellent. And we wanted to cover it last week, but we couldn't because we ran out of time. So, um, Ben, can you, can you read it out for us? Yes, I can if I do that. Right. So... He's like, hey guys, I've been playing since the beta, and I'm an inf infrequent player. I don't do multi—I <clears throat> don't do multiplayer stuff. I don't have too many credits. Having spent most of my in-game time exploring, I've recently decided to try and up my combat rank, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. For credits I have are made from exploring. For cre sorry, for credits I have made from exploring, make kitting out a ship for big. Thank you, whoever that was. Have made kitting out a ship for basic combat nice and easy, and it makes getting blown up less of a concern. I think that the progression problem is not a problem with the game, but a problem with the players, and probably how the game is sold to new players. So, what new players coming from, what, what many new players coming from games with well defined goals don't seem to understand is. Elite Dangerous is not a game that you can win. Progression is subjective. Um, for example, you've got ships, you've got credits, you've got ranks, you've got tags, you've got your distance played, you've got permits, you've got kills, and you've got random shit you can make up yourself. For example, moving the dark wheel. Who's playing basketball in the background? It's really annoying. Um, this can be mitigated with better advertising. So, for example, you can get more realistic trailers um, showing you spending hours on end mining <laughs> or, something or like in that. super cruise for hours. <laughs> yeah, or Sorry, honk, you... skip, jump, honk, skip, jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not Your hull is over overheating and things like that, <laughs> as opposed to I'm going to swing around a station, come round, do a 180 degree turn, yeah, blow yeah, up yeah. an anaconda in five shots, 
the, I mean, the, 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 official, my hand. the official trailer is 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 the the finale of a new hope with better graphics isn't it um and the, and the lived experience of playing elite yeah. is definitely not that <laughs> yeah sorry, sorry um uh but yeah what do i think the real problem is Frontier development are chasing players who loudly complain about the lack of traditional progression mechanics and with how long it takes to progress the, in the chosen manner uh, for example, for example, using ships and credits. In doing this, actual gameplay gets a lot less attention than it needs. So this is, we thought this was really good because, um, I mean, on the one hand, the, the, on the one hand, Commander Cliff says at one point, um, you know, I, I think the, the progression problem is not a problem with the game, but a problem with the players, which, which sounds a bit like you're playing the game wrong, um, which, is, which, is, uh, which is always difficult criticism to give and receive um and also to take seriously but i think actually this email is, is I, I really like it because it's very thoughtful um and and he says that actually you know it, it, it's as much a, a, a perception thing about any, uh, as as anything so i actually just i want to go i want to go around the we've got a cool panel this evening for, with people from lots of different disciplines i'd like to just go around and get people's thoughts on it because um i mean so i, I get, i'll kick off and i guess my my take on it is that um elite is is uh, Frontier are selling Elite as an MMO, and that brings with it certain certain expectations. And um, and one of the key considerations for MMO design is what they call endgame, which is when you've reached the level cap and your character is it's the optimal build of of its chosen of your chosen class, and you've done the scripted missions. And now you're now and what you do then is is what they refer to as endgame. Um, and um, an Elite Dangerous doesn't obviously have that um, because it's it's not structured in that way. Um, so, so the question of how you view your progress and what you do in in, in the late stages of the game is uh, is is really mutable. It, it sort of it depends on on who you are and what you consider progress to be. Um, and I, I actually, I'm I'm not sure that um, I'm not, and therefore I don't I'm not actually sure that I would say I, I don't I'm not sure I would say that Elite has a has a progress problem as much as it has um, as much as it has a um, uh, a sort of a progress. Uh, lack of consensus, I suppose. Um, so um, I want to. I'll start with. Uh, we'll start with Il Sonato because um, you are primarily a CQC player, aren't you? So, 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 getting your thoughts on what Elite's sort of uh, you know version of progression is like will be quite interesting. So, so yeah. Um, uh, well, I, I'll tell you. Uh, I think uh, uh, before starting. Uh, to talk about the actual progression, I think we may want to introduce a few concepts about the first player experience because uh, uh, first person, uh, first, uh, first player experience uh, is uh, totally strictly uh, related to the progression because you know <coughs> that's uh, I mean progression is probably a thing that doesn't really. Uh, it's not really about the end game players uh, and people who uh, have been playing Elite Dangerous for years, uh, as I am. Um, I think Frontier definitely did a lot of good changes lately uh, when it comes to first player experience. And uh, probably they even uh, did some things about uh, the progression because you know uh, think about that now uh, as soon as you start playing the game you start yourself in a safe space 
right, you got this uh, first sector, I mean, uh, these uh, systems, no one can enter. I mean, only, they're basically reserved only uh, to, uh, uh, to the new players. So they yeah. can meet themselves and start uh, um, playing missions, uh, playing tutorial missions. And I guess that's definitely a good step. That's totally a thing Elite Dangerous needed because wh I remember when I started playing in uh, 2015, it was totally, completely different. I felt completely on my own and I had to figure out everything by myself, which is totally now not how it works now. And that's a good thing. Uh, about, uh, uh, but, uh, of course, uh, there comes the point where uh, new players have to, you know, go out from this safe space and start uh, dealing with the wall uh, uh, world. Uh, as we said, Elite Dangerous is a game you don't win, and that's totally true. I mean, there is not... Re I like to think of Elite Dangerous as something like um, an empty painting. You know, it's uh, you just buy the canvas and paint it uh, uh, your own way. So it's not uh, a game where uh, you have uh, uh, goals and you have to fulfill them. Y you literally set your own goals. So say you want to go exploring um, a part of the galaxy, you literally take... Uh, you, you're literally on your own. That's the point of the game. Um, progression in such games, uh, it's not really easy to... Uh, it's not really an easy argument because uh, I've seen... I mean, think of MMOs, okay? As, uh, traditional MMOs. Uh, stuff like um, Guild Wars or World of Warcraft and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So you have a very important thing that uh, uh, makes the difference between them and Elite Danger. And it's the character progression. I mean, skill points, actual skills, perks. Yeah, you yeah, that perks, makes sense. Perks you earn uh, developing the, um, uh, the character itself, even online. Even online has that. And that, uh, I mean, that's definitely a thing that has to do with the progression itself. And it's not just about that, but it also feels, it also adds a feel of achievement. So when you unlock a certain perk, a certain uh, skill, uh, you as a player uh, feel uh, a sense of achievement. You, you've earned something. So that actually makes uh, you feel good as a player because because of that, Elite Dangerous and doesn't really work like that because they went for the choice of not having any kind of skills at all. And uh, I, I tell you, I like this choice because it feels more realistic. I mean, it's 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 skill based, isn't it? Let's 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 be honest. Not, it's not just about skill. It's rather about. Um, realism, you know? I mean, yeah. after all, think about that. These skills, po skill points, perks, are just basically magical multiplier numbers. That's all. 
that's yeah. all about them it's just about it's just a multiplier added to your uh to to the damage output of your ship and that number that um, that multiplier number is given of, of how many hours you played i mean that's okay as an achievement but uh, that also could be argued uh, because it gives you an unfair advantage. I mean, first of all, how do you tell whether uh, if such an advantage is fair or not? H how? I mean, mm. it's uh, there is no really uh, an actual way to tell whether if such advantages and perks are fair or not. No, because um, uh, I mean, I've I've uh, uh, dealt with such kind of stuff uh, in my own experience, so I can tell you. Um, game decision, uh, I mean, uh, when it comes to gameplay design, uh, I think there there is um, a line where, uh, uh, I mean, a line to cross uh, where the, the decision can't be really judged as good or bad. It's about your vision. It's about your vision as a game designer, uh, how the, the game should actually be and how it should be felt by the players who actually play this game. So if you want to give uh, players a sense of achievement and want to feel they're progressing their own character and so on, then uh, you totally add this kind of multiply magic multipliers because that's what they are. I mean, hmm. you you talk about skills and stuff. No, they, uh, they are just uh, magic multipliers, but they they make sense after all. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Do you do you but, think that um do you think that uh, elite is is sold to new players properly? Do you think that it ought to be? Do you think do you think that it is being uh is being promoted in the right way for for new players? I mean, uh, here here's the catch. Here's the catch. Um. Elite Dangerous is uh, uh, is a product that is designed specifically for a very specific uh, kind of player. So uh, I think uh, I don't think Elite Dangerous is a product that could uh, be good for any kind of player. That's that's what I mean. It's mm. uh, really um, uh, it's been designed to suit a very specific uh, kind of player. And uh, uh, what I mean is uh, players who care about realism, who care about, I mean, relative realism, because, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, Newton no, I get you. Yeah, new, new, Newtonian physics is a thing, but, you know, there are speed caps and such kind of stuff. And, <clears throat> yeah, and you can't really talk about... Yeah, well, the, the main thing that is that this game, the main difference between this and your standard MMO is we don't have levels, really. No. No, the, the, this thing is not based on experience, it's based on skill. Yeah. Uh, of course, with which you get tons and tons and, and tons of uh, modifiers to your own skill, if you want to put it that way, when you buy more and more, more equipment. The, the main problem I have is, at the moment, is it in the oh God? I sound like an old fart, and we've been over this so many times. In the old days, you used to start off in the sidewinder, uh, and basically, it would take you a while to move from the sidewinder up to the cobra and stuff like that. And 
while that was happening, you were learning the game. That doesn't happen now because you can basically go Sidewinder to Cobra to, uh, to you know, the high-end uh, ships a lot faster. And because, you know, you can just skip all that content out, which is a shame because I feel that that's missing out part of the vital elite dangerous experience. They've got it right for new players with the, the newbie area. But then as soon as you've got out of that newbie area, you can basically just, that's it, anaconda possibility in 20 hours. Actually, what someone actually came... Well, uh, well, it's not really a problem for... I, I just feel sorry for the, the people that are missing out on the experience. Yeah. But I'm, I will admit, uh, when someone actually pointed out to me the other day, you know how everybody can go from uh, the, there's supposed to be a hundred credit anaconda at Hutton Orbital. There isn't really, but there is. Um, now to get to Hutton Orbital takes one point, one hour three quarters. An hour twenty or something. Yeah, like hour twenty to an hour forty. Now there's a challenge. I'd, I'd like to put down a challenge. Can someone mine enough credits in one hour and 40 <laughs> minutes to get an anaconda? Because I think that's possible now. I think that would be possible, or it would have been possible. It would have been possible back yeah. in the, whenever yeah. it was, just before Enough. free carriers dropped. You'd, because... you'd need- Optimal uh, hotspot placement and tactical uh, fleet carrier placement, but I'm pretty sure in, it would have been possible. In the good old Baran days, it was certainly possible. Well, yeah. my record is like 70 tons of diamond in 10 minutes, something like that. So, <laughs> yes. Wow. Was, 70 yeah. times 1.7 million, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 70 million. Yeah. Call about 120, 130 million then. You yeah. see, and 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 that's the problem because basically, you you're quite right about the perception of some players is right. That's it. I've got to the anaconda. Game's done. I've won because yeah. I've got to the end game ship, and that uh, I completely disagree with because you know it's there's a lot more to elite than just the anaconda. And the worst thing about it is that the anaconda is not the best ship. It might look the best ship on on paper, but when you actually fly it, it does feel lacking. <laughs> It does. It does indeed. Well, well, I think that gives it a false impression. Luckily, uh, there is a thing, though. I can't really say we can talk about the best or worst worst ships. I mean, there are ships suitable for uh, some kind of purposes and other kind of ships suitable for other kind of purposes. So you're totally not going to be able to do... um, uh, hardcore PvP, for example, uh, in um, in a T9. I mean, the T9 is definitely better than the Anaconda as at doing some stuff. The Anaconda is better than the T9 uh, doing other stuff. And uh, the Ferdinand, for example, is better than both than both of them at doing other kind of stuff. It's it's about purpose. It's not about uh, uh, how big the ship is. So I think that's also a thing that uh, uh, players, that especially new players, should be more um, careful about. Because uh, I've seen players, uh, new players, going like, "Oh, want the anaconda? Want the anaconda? Yeah, but uh, for doing what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that, that, that's a good point. Yeah, it does. It does seem it, it seems an odd game to have. 
uh, a goal like that without an eye. Although, um, if you're going to do that with any ship, the Anaconda would probably be to go for. Um, Mac, you've been you've been patiently waiting in the wings to hop in. Uh, yeah, what's, I, what's your view? I don't even own an Anaconda. I used to have an Anaconda. I, I had a lot of fun with the Anaconda. I flew it to Colonia and back. My second trip to Colonia was an Anaconda when I decided the uh, Beluga was just. It was just going to be absolutely awful trying to do it in a beluga because, of course, this is before this is before the uh, this is well everything was st- the you started the restricted slots and all that. But um, yeah, the, ana- the anaconda <laughs> is <laughs> the, the the anaconda is that it does have certain things going for it. What what I what I loved about the anaconda is it feels it has a real star, especially if you get if you put VR headset on it. It feels like a proper starship. It feels you're like sitting, bridge crew. It feels like what a spaceship looked like yeah, in 1982 yeah. or something. You're, you're sitting the, the the bridge is somewhere near the, the ass end of the ship, and you can see this enormous conch out in front of you. So you have got this enormous nose, the 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 whole bow of the ship. So it's it's like sort of driving you know when you you, you look at a, a an oil tanker in port the bridge is right at the back it's got this enormous nose in front of it that you know you've got all this ship in front of you and that's kind of what the anaconda's at and you look around and it's huge it's massive yeah. i just wish we could see our hired crew in the spare seats but if you multi-crew you can see uh you can see your multi-crew friends in the seats but it, it's just that that fe- and also if you if you um, flick around some of the camera views of the anaconda and you've got a VR headset you can actually look places no one else can see if you actually stand up and wander around a bit you can kind of look around the corner at the and and there's actual detail back there that nobody apart from VR users can actually see which is kind of which is kind of neat. <laughs> Um, I, but, I, 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 I really like standing up in it. I, I've got in. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got a, um, a document, and sometimes I quite like flicking that on, and then just standing next to the seat while. It yeah, moves. yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, it's, Can it's I good. Question, Soof, when you've got you're standing next to the seat, have you ever accidentally got off and leaned on the commander's <laughs> chair? Yeah. <laughs> and forgot, yeah. forgot it was yes. actually real. Yes, that has happened. Yes. I am so glad it's not just me that that's happened to. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, carry on. Yeah, I, I took took of doing things like that in VR. You know what the scary thing is? I I um I sort of maneuvered myself around and went to hollow me and got myself maneuvered. because uh, I wanted to see I wanted to figure out how tall my character actually was and when i got myself this is maneuvered- how people should be advertising elite dangerous guys it's not a it's it's not a bloody spaceship combat simulator it's a self it's a self measuring simulator yes. it's kind of fun that we get <laughs> anyway up. it was really uncanny because i found myself looking absolute bob on eye to eye with my hollow me i mean it was <laughs> it was really it was i've I done that i know i know <laughs> <laughs> and not just that, my hollow me is exactly the same build as real me, and it was like this is this is this is getting really quite strange now. <laughs> so Ready Player One. So yeah, it was that that was that was kind of cool. Um, but I, th- I think going back to the original question, uh, a f- a several months ago, somebody not a million miles it wrote a Sagi editorial about reaching triple elite because I just actually reached triple elite and the question posed was why continue once you hit triple elite it's like end game you've, you've got all the in the traditional mmo you've got everything there and you know, you've done everything you got 
but why? It's it's because I think it's kind of who you are rather than what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's the kind of gamer you are. If if you're a long term elite player, it's it's kind of what you are, not what you do. If you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that yeah, that's my that's my bit. Okay, Ben, what do you reckon? I reckon I'm trying to line my ship up and Max keep moving. <laughs> um, but about this, I mean, um, sh- it's a shame Shan's not here because Shan absolutely loves this stuff. He loves to he loves to warble incoherent nonsense about player progression. Um, oh, I mean, be horrendously incorrect about it. I, mean, that, oh, I hope that, he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to be kicking himself that you missed this one because yeah, this is this is the one he wanted to get his teeth into. <laughs> The the, th- the thing is, we'd have it'd have been it'd have been the Shan show. It yeah. would, yeah, absolutely. So no, I mean, I about progression. I, I I agree with what Colin said about. I think it's a shame with people with current progression essentially not really being a thing. Um, and I I definitely feel I gained by stepping up through the ships. And why would you even bother with that now? Um. But then I have, nowadays, I, as I've said before, I have so much more fun in a crate as opposed to in any of the big three or four. Um, we see, that, that's the I, problem, isn't it? Yeah. The, the problem is, is when, when people see Elite Dangerous, what's the kind of ship that you would equate to what you want to fly would be the Millennium Falcon, isn't it? Is the if, if you yeah. want, when you think about, you know, go anywhere in the galaxy, trade, stuff like that, you think Millennium Falcon. It's a trade ship. It went everywhere in, everywhere in its universe. And I'd love the equivalent. And to be honest, the crate is probably, sm- is probably larger than the Falcon. Oh, Actually, gosh. In- interestingly, the Cobra Mark III is about the same size. Same size, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I know that is freaky, isn't it? It's so weird. Yeah, I, so I mean, weird. I, I'm always so surprised as how small the Falcon is. Actually, you know, it's, it's it really is. It's a, it's only something like twenty odd meters in circumference, in diameter. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just tiny. Fun. It's supposed to apparently carry a hundred tons of cargo, and you're looking at it going, oh, that ain't fit. gonna happen. <laughs> hundred tons of dense material, <laughs> obviously. Suppose, yeah, it depends on what <laughs> material it's carrying. Hundred um, tons of neutron star. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, but before we move on from the from the email, um, Commander Cliff, thank you very much for sending it in. We, it's it's one of the most um, one of the most thought provoking we've had for a while. And um, uh, and anybody else who who listens to any of our discussions and wants to chip in, please do so. We we absolutely love receiving emails. Um, ben, what's our email address? Our email address is info at laveradio dot com. That's send info us emails at laveradio dot com. Oh. Um, I, I think <laughs> just just finishing on on the. On this particular, on on this email, I, uh, I I've said a couple of times on the show. I don't. I, I feel like it's a manufactured problem. This idea that um, that progression is balked, and we're all hand, we're all hand wringing over the experience of new players. But hand, new new players themselves don't report that they're having no fun, and they and they and they've got their cutter now, and, and now they're bored. Um, I'm always in generally in real life and in simulated life. I am generally quite wary of of taking a friend offense on behalf of other the people and um and uh objecting to things on behalf of other people um and uh it does seem I- i've always found it it seems a little bit of an academic question whether um whether the pro- progression is bought for for new you know whether new players are losing out i the, there are two things i would say one is that um one is that 
the the most thrilling way I could imagine describing uh, Elite Dangerous to people, and what I would do if I was a um, if I was a marketer of the would be I would have shots of small ships doing things like fighting Thargoids or in conflict zones or smuggling, you know, and, and all, all of the different activities are most optimally done by lots of different ships, and very few of them are the large ones. Um, I think it would be quite easy to paint a to paint an aspirational picture of playing the game that didn't involve any of the large ships at all. In fact, um, and the other thing I just want to throw in my some close friends and I have been playing for six years now, and and we often say that the uh, it has been many years since we um, since you know hypoth- you know flying by the seat of our pants, as it were. Um, and I can remember saying to him, Saying to my mate, oh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna save up for a, uh, a Diamondback Scout. I really like the look of that. Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna do this cargo run, but it's a bit risky. My capital, and and that is super exciting. That when that when you're putting your worldly wealth into one smuggling mission or one cargo, and, um, uh, and you don't know, you know, and, and and there's such a lot of risk piled into it, um, and that and you're not racing through the ships. You're you know you're saving up for the small ones, and you can't even imagine the idea of owning one of the medium ones. Um, that was a really, really exciting time, and uh, and it's difficult to replicate once you've done it once. And um, I wouldn't. So for all for all that I don't really like the for, for all that I think we're sort of hand wringing over nothing. I it would be a shame if that was that experience. Um, Commander Ching Dai, or I assume that's Commander Ching Dai. It's Ching Dai says uh, we just need a little more content. The game is great and shouldn't be repeatedly changed for the loudest and most short-term voices in the room. Um, and Kaizen requests Lave Two Ill Radio every Monday from four till eight. <laughs> Shan and Il Sonato put the SS back into space. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, I can think of worse ideas. Um, Mac, over to you. Yeah, um, th- th- now that's completely distracting me. <laughs> it did to gonna, me as well. <laughs> I was basically going to uh, just uh, say some of that early game experience, one of the most I've probably witted on about this before, so I won't, I won't belabor the point. One of my most intense experiences in video games ever I'd not lot got long lot I'd not long got the rift and I was in a type 7 in other words a flying coffin and it was in the early days of EIC and we were trading we were all trying to make money hand over fist we're trading in somewhere in 34 34 Pegasi that was it uh, web ports this is how this is how significant it is I can actually remember the name of the station and there was another player group uh, that was kind of trying to screw with us. So they were, like, trying to gank us. Mm. Anyway, so I, I docked in Webport in this, this Type 7, and I'd got A-rated... I just got A-rated shields um, because... I got, I got this thing A-rated, and it was... And I'd loaded up with what seems like a trivial amount now, but was then a lot. It was like I'd filled the hole completely with palladium to trade somewhere. Mm. And it was like I probably had a rebuy, but it would this would have really hurt. It would have been, you know, not only do you have the rebuy, but you have the the loss of the um the, the cargo too. Anyway, I could see this square, hollow square. Actually, it was a hollow triangle on my on my scanner, sitting sort of in line with the docking port. And I'd worked out that you can 
well, firstly, you can get a mass lock. I knew this guy was probably waiting for me and was going to shoot at me. One thing I'd found out was you actually escape mass lock closer to the rear of the station than you do the front of the station. The other thing I knew is that if he shot at me um, and hit the station, he would get killed very, very rapidly. So um, when I came out, so just flying straight out and doing, you know, boosting and doing the normal stuff to, to go out and disappear off to my next system, I basically hugged the side of the station, which was like a orbis or whatever. And he came after me. He was in a clipper, which, of course, a Type 7 is no... A Type 7 will just melt with a clipper. But he, but I, I flew this thing. Honestly, I flew it like my life depended on it because it, it was. He was trying to shoot at me, and I was hugging the station. I was flying in between bits. You can just squeeze a Type Seven between bits of the structure on a on a on a Orbis. And finally, I had to realize I had to go into free space. I tell you, at this point, my heart was pounding because this guy was now. He was lining up on me and. As soon as, as soon as I cleared the station, he started shooting at me. My shields just got just went down when my frame shift drive finally charged up, and I got away. And so I escaped a, a gank in a Type Seven. And, well, firstly, I was extremely proud of that moment, but secondly, it was the, the, it's difficult to describe just how intense this moment was. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it'd be. <sighs> It'd be sad to miss out on that. I think people won't necessarily, if people rush to Anaconda, they won't necessarily miss out on that kind of thing because if they're flying in open and they don't have much experience in the game and they have a, an Anaconda with E-rated shields, they're just going to melt anyway. I mean, even more so in an Anaconda Type 7 because an Anaconda is, is, is even easier to hit due to its size. Um, but yeah, I... It's one of those really memorable moments I found. Uh, I've had other mo- memorable moments. This is why I always play in open, incidentally, in things like uh, trade CGs, because you get scary moments like this, which I think yeah, makes it all yeah, worthwhile. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they are. They other are other people have different play styles, and, wanna, and that's fine if people want to go into solo, people want to go into solo. But for me, uh, just having the chance of an intense experience like this makes it, makes it worth risking a rebuy or two. Yeah, you enjoy the squeaky bum time. We get yes. it. We get it. <laughs> Colin. Well, the the one thing that would probably mitigate all this, uh, you know, this this hand wringing about progression, is that what would happen if people had certain missions which only could be completed by certain ships. That means that if you wanted to run this particular smuggling mission, it could only be done in a, 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 an ASP Scout, for instance. And that would give people the opportunity to try out the ASP Scout. <laughs> uh, and so on. I mean, that would probably eliminate a lot of the concern that I have that you know people are rushing to the Anaconda because basically here's an opportunity to try out all these different ships and get a lot of cash doing it. But yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Cool. All right, let's uh, let let let's move on. We've um, uh, not only have we we covered it covered this topic uh, admirably this evening, but we've also touched on it on previous shows as well. So we'll uh, and there's been a fair bit in the community this week. So um, so we will. So thanks again to um, uh, Commander Cliff for your lovely email. Um, uh, but we'll move on to the community corner. Um, right, who can uh, who can tell us about the thing going on Cambridge Museum of Video? They have oh, gone, Max. Sorry, they have. They they've they've got a bunch of. I know they got a because I I saw on Facebook they had a 
bunch of stuff. Frontiers donated them a bunch of stuff, I think. And a bunch of money. Oh, I didn't see the money bit. Yeah, no, Frontier's now one of the major sponsors as well. Yeah, I know, um, I know about... I've never been to that museum. I've always wanted to go because I've... I want to go as well. Is, is that the one that's at Blexley Park or is that another one? No, that's another one. This this one's actually in... It's like the computer history... Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but the it, it's in, it's actually in Cambridge. Um, I've met one of the guys who runs it at one of the various retro events I've, I've done, probably at the Vintage Computing Festival back in God knows when, 2010, I think it was. Um, and actually, the two vintage computers, because there was another VCF in the UK where I, but yeah, I've always been meaning to go to that because it's, uh, it's, it, they, they do a lot, because I, I watch them on Facebook, they do a lot of, um, nice little events and, you know, evenings and what have you. But the, tr- the trouble is, for me, Cambridge is kind of, it's a bit of a drag to get out there. Well, get, getting to the mainland is a bit of a drag for you, isn't it? Well, right now, yeah, because we still have border restrictions. But um, oh, oh, we we don't call it the mainland here; we just call it across. <laughs> really, that's funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is um, is do you have um, is there a uh, uh, a Manx accent? Yes. Do in you, fact, there there are several. It? There are several distinct ones. No, I was born in Manchester. Um, there were there's several distinct. There's at least three distinct manks. They, they, it does sound rather a lot like a failed Scouser. <laughs> but there's another, my next door neighbour, he almost sounds Welsh, but he's as manx as the hills. <laughs> Interesting. Um, right, so next up we have, uh, actually this is definitely one for Ben. Uh, can you tell us about your your Thrustmaster uh, hot-ass hack, Ben? Because it, it sounds super interesting. Yeah, so okay, the, there's a little known space game that's coming out set in the Star Wars universe that's coming out in a couple of, in a couple of months' time now, roughly. And I was just I was asking questions on there about where I should where it's better to get it from, and the conversation on Reddit devolved into th- into joysticks. Um, and I was just saying, you know what, I love my joystick, but I wish it had a dimple in the middle of it. So people were talking about the Thrustmaster, <laughs> the Thrustmaster uh, Hot Ass X, which is lovely for space sims because it's got the little dimple in the middle. So it's great. And the Thrustmaster T1600 um, FCS HCM, whatever the feck, TWCS, that's the one. Um, the slidey one that you get with the T16000 is a great um, throttle. Lots of lovely buttons, lots of lovely. Uh, mini joysticks and things like that is lovely, but it doesn't have a it doesn't have a sticky bit in the middle, shall we say? Um, yeah. So somebody's basically gone off and done a hack on his um, on his jo- on his throttle. That's by let's get the guy's name. I, I had it earlier. On a Jim VR. Uh, Jim VR. That's it. So uh, ironically enough, is. <laughs> A Elite Dangerous Commander on a Star Wars Reddit post talking about Elite Dangerous hot asses. We're anyway. all the same, dude. We are all the we, same. We dude. are, yeah. You know, I like space sims. <laughs> Funnily enough, so do other people. Yeah, yeah. So, no, who'd, have, who'd have thunk it? <laughs> yes. Um, Where do you? But, so hold on, you get two magnets and you stick one on the. You stick so one you on put the you put one on the slidey thing that's on your on that you on your throttle that you move up and down. Yeah, uh, that runs on the rails. 
and then basically all he's gone off and done is put another one in the appropriate position on the bottom of on the bottom plate of the joist of the throttle. And so obviously when it gets to the when the when your joystick gets when your throttle gets to the middle, then you can feel the magnetic fields interacting mm. and it just kind of loosely, depending on the strength of your magnets obviously, holds it there and then you can move it up and down. So it just gives it in the middle. It gives it just a, a bit of re- yeah. resistance so that you can... Yeah, okay, that's very, very smart. Could you... Yeah, um, lovely. You there's, a video, there's a link in the description. Do you have to open it up to do that, or do you just stick it You do, outside? yes. Yeah, okay. no, so you just... You, it's, dead, it's a dead easy one, but you do have to open it up. There's like six screws or eight screws you've got to, to do. It's dead yeah, easy okay. to yeah. It sounds like you could do uh, that with um, the, the... Just kitchen magnets. doesn't have a... Oh, you, uh, uh, Ten either, and actually, you could do that with the warthog quite easily. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know how the, I don't know how the mechanism for the frostmaster works, but certainly the mechanism for the, for the T six for the F, FWCS or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's basically it's on rails and it's just an arm that moves, and that's that arm moving is the uh, attenuator or whatever it's called that basically determines the resistance that goes off and sends the signal to your computer. That says, "Hey, you've moved your joystick this much." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Okay. Cool. Um, so, uh, very, very exciting news for me personally. Um, the Elite Racers have announced today um, a um, quite a big new racing series to happen in the autumn. Um, I'm, I'm I'm super excited by this because live racing in Elite is some of the most fun I've had in the game. Um, and um, and it happens all too rarely, and there are all too few groups who actually... And the Buckyballers do a fantastic job with time trials, but there's there's nothing quite like live action. Um, and um, starting with what looks like a race at Dekiat in, uh, on September the 19th, uh, there will be a series of several races um, all the way through to November the 14th um, to finally put to bed the question of which is better, the Viper or the Eagle. Um, if you if you go to the Elite Rain, uh, Racers Discord, which I don't have a link for, but I probably ought to um, thread, uh, you can uh, you can sign up um, by adding a uh, a little reaction to the announcement post um, indicating whether you'll be flying a Viper or an Eagle, um, and then uh, and then rock up to the events um, and uh, and the way it'll the way it'll be run is that the the first eight places from each team um either viper or eagle will um will contribute points which will determine over the course of the races which of the ships is better um and uh, if you've never done live action racing in elite dangerous it really is absolutely thrilling um there's uh, it is a source of constant annoyance that the game doesn't support it better <clears throat> you've got to take screenshots and draw your own maps and and set your own finish lines and 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 um uh but but it is actually completely brilliant fun um and um and the elite races, races have been around for nearly as long as the game has, and have an absolute cracking pedigree in this. So, if uh, if you've right. not done it before, then get involved. Yeah. By elite races, you actually obviously mean the buckyball races, because the buckyball races do everything. No, buckyball races do time trials. I mean, the elite races. No, no, the buckyball. It's definitely the buckyball races, because it's the buckyball races do all the stuff by primetime casual, and the stuff no. by elite races. No, they no they're different things. <laughs> Oh, oh boy! Are you having a slight dig there, Ben? I just I get the I get the hint of being passively aggressively sarcastic. 
<laughs> Something sarcastic, anyway. Mm. <laughs> no, pe- people were making comments about the um, Buckyballers being credited, even by Frontier, with absolutely anything and everything to do with racing. Yeah, even yeah, when it's nothing to do with them. Uh, yeah, poor old Alex Turner. He's he's responsible for for all um, all speed infractions in the game. Well, uh, yeah, so walking too quickly. Uh, Disambiguation uh, page for going fast and elite dangerous. It is uh, too bucky ball. That's the problem. Live action <laughs> racing is the elite racers. Yes. Um, time trials is bucky ballers, and um, going bafflingly fast towards a planet and somehow not dying is um, speedball. Those are those are your three. Um, right. What else have we got? Ah, sanctimonious stories. Colin, can you tell us about this? Oh, right. Um, well, not to blow my own trumpet, <laughs> uh, but. Well, Colin, would you like me to blow your trumpet instead? We've had enough of that with your, your Thrustmaster sticky bits. I think we'll leave that alone, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, for those of you who are fans of the, the Sanctimonious stories, which I do, um, there is a new one uh, which has been posted up on the forums this week. Um, this time the Sanctimonious crew has to deal with a rather difficult fleet carrier called the shenanigans i wonder where i got the inspiration from really uh <laughs> so um for those of you with, who like to catch up you'll find it under the events sub forum uh, in the uh, in the forums themselves and we'll put a link in the uh, show notes um okay so before we before we uh go on to our shout outs uh we've had um in response to our question last week uh, we asked listeners if there was one ship um if if there was a bug in elite dangerous and they wiped out all of the ships apart from one uh which which ship would you like to be left with and um adrian mason has written in and perhaps speaks for everybody when he says it would have to be the cobra mark three back to the original one ship from the 1980s version multi-purpose and a great little ship um do we have a do we have a question this week how, how about this one? If there was a bug in Elite Dangerous, and someone got and someone got stuck in a in a ship for the rest of the game, if they were a bad person, what kind of ship would you like them to have? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. If somebody you didn't like played Elite Dangerous and somehow had their account frozen so that they could only use one ship, what ship would you condemn them to? Diamondback Scout. T seven. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say either yeah, a type seven or an Asp Scout. Don't diss the type seven. I love my type seven. Cobra Mark Four, especially if they don't have the account available. <laughs> <laughs> the Cobra Mark Four might actually be useful. Cobra Mark Four for you wash- only if you're a PlayStation commander. <laughs> you wash your mouth out saying that the Cobra Mark Four is the the only pay to lose ship there is. <laughs> the hauler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. The hauler. And with that, uh, we will roll seamlessly into our shout outs. Um to somebody called Darren and his lovely wife. Claire, who I don't know who the hell they are. Who are Darren and Claire? Can somebody shed any light on it's Darren, Darren and it's Darren Gray. Darren and, and who's Darren Gray? Darren Gray is one of the elite authors. He's been a member of the community right from the from the very beginning. You'll find from his before the beginning, in fact, wasn't it? Yep. Really? Uh 
you'll find one his story within um, uh, Tales from the Frontier. Marvellous. Excellent. He also does his own podcast, Not Only Dangerous, on procedural generation. He's, he's, he's just a lovely, lovely member of the Elite Dangerous community from all the way back. Uh, does lo- lots of things. Well, congratulations uh, to you, Darren, on both being a lovely man and having a new daughter called Violet. Congratulations. Um, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, broadcasts on Thursdays from 8.30, and you can tune in to catch that at tv.forthemug.com or just for the audio at radio.forthemug.com. Um, for the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, join Il Sonato at the CQC Discord at disco.me forward slash Elite Dangerous CQC. Or even the Discord, but you can always join him down the Disco if you wish. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say Disco? Yes. Oh, yes. I'm okay. enjoying uh, this. <laughs> I don't do Disco, so you won't find me there. So it'll have to be the Discord. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, thank you very much to those who chipped in on the Twitch chat this evening. And uh, were there any in-game commanders, or was it was it just was it just you guys on your lonesome? It's, it's been Mac trying to play tennis, I think, with my NPC crewman who's been I was, great. I was actually with SLF. I was actually trying to get your NPC crewman to commit a crime. Oh, is that what you've been trying to do? I was trying to encourage your own... It was too smart. I was trying to get it to get a pad loitering violation. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I've been trying to take photographs in the external camera. I've been lining it up and I've been getting you in shot. And then you've like nudged closer to my my crate. And you've got off and pushed my crate 100 yards off to the side again. (laughs) I'm like, No! Excellent. So those guys have been having a whale of a time. Um, we're now going to adjourn to the disco. Um, we'll leave you with the uh, the lovely Commander Wotherspoon's Galnet Digest. Um, and that is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. Hit us up at facebook.com forward slash laveradio. Tweet us on at laveradio. Or you can join our disco server by going to discord.io forward slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come in to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to cover. And if Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out on laveradio.com forward slash live. Thank you to Mac. Thank you to Ben. Thank you to Il Senato. Thank you to Colin. Um, and thank you ever so much to Ventura for being such a masterful tech this evening. Um, and until next time, commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? It's like having an orange inserted. <laughs> Uh, you need a safe word for space getting done. I'm gonna see the galaxy. Thank you.
damn it. No worries, guys. Hold the for two seconds. I'll be right back. According to uh, scientists, Uranus is full of methane gas. I think you're right, though, Colin. What have you done with Shan, and when can we have him back? Galnet News Digest, 4th of August, 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, galactic authorities get tough on parking. Second tritium top-up fails to compensate for colonia shortage. Buckyballers put the record straight. A dimension of hope. Turning the whelk. Galactic authorities get tough on parking. Fleet carrier owners who've become used to parking on the planetary double yellows got a shock yesterday as new restrictions came into place. The new rules, which are intended to alleviate overcrowding and to allow locals to visit their local space station without having to run the gauntlet of hundreds of out-of-system tourists, and to prevent the shipping lanes becoming clogged up with rows of fleet carriers parking on both sides, allow no more than 16 fleet carriers to go into orbit around any one celestial body. For very small systems, this of course means only 16 carriers in the entire system, but even in large systems, there's still an absolute limit of 255 carriers. You might have been hoping for a prime parking spot next to Hutton Orbital, but don't be surprised if you find yourself shunted 0.22 light-years away into an unglamorous orbit around Alpha Centauri B, where all the cool commanders aren't. Second tritium top-up fails to compensate for colonia shortage. Brewer Corporation has topped up fleet carrier commander's tritium deposits for a second time, in the light of ongoing tritium shortages. Many commanders have reported being stranded out in the depths of space, after tritium became inexplicably hard to mine three weeks ago. And this second top-up will be welcomed by all except those commanders who've recently managed to buy enough of the rare commodity themselves and have therefore missed out on the latest handout. Reports have started to come in that tritium, while not as plentiful as it used to be, is now available to mine again. However, carrier owners in Colonia have reported terrible shortages of tritium on the market there, with commanders limited to five tonnes per purchase. Even in the bubble, owners are having to search the markets for enough tritium to keep their carriers flying. Meanwhile, miners report that low-temperature diamonds are once again available to mine, with a mix of surface and subsurface deposits the best approach. Some subsurface deposits appear to consist of more than three fragments, so while mining may never be quite as profitable as it used to be, it is, once more, a practical option. If you like mining. Buckyballers put the record straight. After Lave Radio described Speedball as a buckyball racing club event, Commander Alec Turner has been in touch to clarify matters. 
Apparently, it's not just speedball, but also slaughterball and the eight-wheel drive endurance championship that are buckyball events, all organised by Commander Turner himself. In unrelated news, Commanders Mr. Black Maze, Primetime Casual, Sanderling and Iolair are reported to have taken out a bounty on the head of Commander Alec Turner. A Dimension of Hope Commanders who don't like pancakes have been warned against getting their hopes up following an ambiguous announcement by the Pilots' Federation. The crepe-hating VR cult has been sounding off noisily about how they'll never fly another spaceship if they can't do it with a box of electronics strapped to their head. In response to this torrent of thoughtful comment, Pilots' Federation spokesperson Commander Gambit said that while there would be no VR in Odyssey at launch... That's not to say we're not looking at it. We are absolutely looking to get VR into Odyssey. It's just a question of whether or not we can deliver that to the high, um, er, the high standard that you guys deserve. So, the Pilots' Federation is committing to having VR if, and presumably only if, and when, they can do it to a high standard like mining, and fleet carriers, and ice planets. Turning the Whelk While the Turning the Wheel initiative is making progress expanding the Dark Wheel faction from Shinrar to Desra, and LFT-926 into Anianwu and now HR-4979, the search for the Dark Whelk is at an end. It has been hiding in plain sight in the Hutton Helper, and can be found in the Dehai MN-QD6-9 system. Unless Commander Deadmeat GF has jumped it somewhere else in the meantime. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Guys, tech issues, stream's dead. Oh no. Just noticed. I just noticed, uh, we, I don't know, it's because I'm going through the server, so give me a sec. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I, I pissed off the... I pissed <laughs> off the server. <laughs> you even managed to piss off the server. Yes, it's so annoying, you've even managed to piss off our tech. <laughs> I told you, it's it's a quality of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta deal with it. <laughs> are, we still, uh, are we still on air, or is it just a video? No, we're not on air, we're not nothing. No, you may be still on the radio, but you won't be on... Yeah, you'll be still on the radio, but you won't be on Twitch. Yeah, okay, I see. Fair yeah. Okay, so shall we, uh, we... Shall we wait until that's sorted before we continue then? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And now for a musical interlude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we appear to be back. Are we back? We're back. We're back. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry about we that. We noticed right away, Kai. We noticed right away. Uh, <laughs> as as Ilsonato explained earlier, he's actually so annoying that he managed to pith off our stream into shutting down. Um, so to, to prevent that happening again, Colin, do you want to jump in next? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, put it this way: if you if you're on about me and if the Virgin Media has gone again, <laughs> it's oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, no, you are <laughs> definitely. Well, 